To episode 31 actually of a podcast that I've never did well, didn't I didn't know whether it'd make it past three so uh, we're not doing <laughs> bad we're not doing bad um yeah always, always do three and see how you go <laughs> um so uh Sam is with me today again returning um it's not I, I don't know what what's a second appearance third appearance? I've lost track now Sam how many is third one I think now mate I think I think you, might, you might be right so yeah um That's- Hat trick, yeah. I was, I was, that's what I was. That's where I was going with that. I was looking for a word for third, and for some reason, hat trick didn't come to mind. Bizarrely. Yeah. Um, so, what I thought we'd do uh, today, usual sort of format, we'll have a look at Wealdstone, because um, obviously uh, we played that game at the weekend. Yeah. There's a couple of news items, but nothing much happening at the moment because we're in sort of season flow. So uh, we'll just yeah. pick up on a couple of bits. Um, then we'll talk about last night and the Woking draw. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some uh, some opinions and messages following last night, so we'll have a, a look through them and see what we think. Um, I good. asked people to tweet me what their feelings were, good, bad, or indifferent after last night. Yeah, it's um, good to get different opinions, isn't it? And yeah, and aspects I, of it. It's very diverse. The opinions are certainly online as well. So um, yeah, so we'll see what they say. We'll have a look at the top of the Vanarama League. Not sure if we'll look at the bottom anymore. Um, we we have been previously, but I think we'll we'll just have a look at the top to save a bit of time, and then we'll see how we feel about the upcoming games with Aldershot and Scunthorpe, if memory serves. Um, yeah, Aldershot Saturday and then Scunthorpe Tuesday on the Tuesday night because we're in that sort okay. of that sort of Saturday Tuesday run at the moment. Yeah, we? well, we've got um, Aldershot away, and I think we've got is it three three home games then. I think it's it's something like that. Yeah, I, I would have to bring yeah. it up to be sure, but uh, obviously uh, Chesterfield on the horizon in a couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, twenty eighth, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that's what we're kind of building towards now. Um, yeah, definitely. So let's start with uh, Wealdstone. I think did I say Maidstone before, or did I say Wealdstone? I can't remember. I think you said Wealdstone. <laughs> ah, okay, the, one of the stones. So it was Wealdstone that we played at the weekend. Um, did you see it? Uh, what were your sort of thoughts? Yeah, so I was at the game. Um, in the cold they, road stand? Yeah, in the cold road stand. Maybe that's where I got that call from. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, they looked they looked quite good, I thought. I thought, you know, they looked quite organised. They were quite happy to play football. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the better teams, I think, to come to the ground this season, to be fair. No, not much sort of, you know, sort of like time wasting, you know, all that kind of nonsense that goes on that you see a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought we just, again, what we seem to do is kind of just overpower them. And, you know, it was a bit, I always said it, 2-1, the scoreline, like it proved last night. But just getting that third goal at the end just makes it makes it a bit more comfortable, doesn't it? What, no, were, you, what were your thoughts on the lineup then? Because obviously it was Howard in goal, Ford and McFadden started at wing-backs, um, O'Connell, Tozer... And O'Connor at the back, wasn't it? O'Connor at the back, it yeah. was, yes. Um, yeah. 
Uh, with Elliot Lee, um, James Jones, and Luke Young. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, in midfield and, then... and Mullen oh. and Palmer up front. Yeah, so any surprise? I guess the the surprise from my point of view, I guess I would say was O'Connor. I thought he would have started in midfield, and we might have gone with Cleworth from the start. But any yeah. surprise for you or? No, I I kind of I, I kind of thought Parky was going to put O'Connor into the back line and then push O'Connor out onto the right. But I think you can see. How much now you miss O'Connor in the middle? Yeah, like we really sort of. I think we really sort of miss him in the midfield, and we were like chatting about it, and we said, oh, "Just he because he's a good player, O'Connor. He'll do a good job in defence, but really, he's not a defender. He's to me, he's not. He's not a defender. Yeah. You know, we be playing him in the midfield, and you know, I, I'm a bit. Suppose maybe I thought Cleworth might have been put into the back line, but. There was no sort of real surprises on the lineup. I think it's just proved that how important O'Connor is. Um, yeah, okay. So Parkinson yeah. sees O'Connor as vital to get him in the team wherever. If he has to play him slightly out of position, he's happy to do. He's well, he's he's relatively happy to do that. Then I guess is uh, is what you're saying. Even even though he's not in his natural position. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I think you could see that a bit last season as well. You know, the cup finally played him. At the back as well, didn't he? And it was, yeah, was he played, weird. Yeah, he played him, um, and he didn't. And to be fair, the final, like Tom O'Connor, he had an alright game. He didn't really have to do much. It's just, but you just miss him in the midfield. I think his his passing ability yeah. and the way he's the game. You just you miss him in the midfield. He's. Um, I think it, uh, this affects more last night. I perhaps um, in my thoughts, but he's just so composed, isn't he? When he does get the ball, there's. He, he retains possession. He starts an attack uh, rather than just hoof ball away to clear the yeah. ball, or you know, it's, it's the same as uh, I always think of like Brad Walker. They they make it look so easy, and you think, like, how can you be so calm? But it's just the way they are, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the good thing with O'Connor is he allows uh, Young to push on that, doesn't he? Correct. But yes. Luke Young's having to sit back a bit now. You know, I think Karen sort of pushes on a bit more, but. I'd like to see Luke Young pushing on in that, like yeah. you said, the number eight role. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, uh, I, again, that's, I don't want to steal my thunder for later, but um, and Luke Young very doesn't argue. Well, as far as we know, he doesn't argue. He just gets on with it, doesn't he? But he's, yeah. last night, again, he was asked to do that sort of that, that role, sitting in front of the back four. And, you know, he does it willingly, but it's not, you know, it, it's not the same as O'Connor. O'Connor is, not, that is his job. Um, not his best position, is it? And it doesn't. You know, it suits Young to be that box to box, that more attacking uh, option, doesn't it? So, so yeah, um, that was interesting. First half, um, I didn't think it's kind of. It was what I expected. I thought we might struggle given the 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 sort of excitement that we've had lately. You know, um, uh, we're on the yeah. come down, really, weren't we? Um, so yeah, I did. Absolutely. I I did tweet that it might be a bit painful the first half and. There wasn't too much to it, I didn't think, in all honesty. You know, I know we went ahead and got the goal, but you know, it wasn't know. free-flowing football or anything. Yeah, we come in at half-time and I said, we were winning 1-0. I said, oh, you know, I said, to be fair, considering we haven't played great, I said, I'm quite happy coming in 1-0 up, you know, with the goal for Mullin right on half-time. Yeah. Um, their, their goal looked, I mean, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but it looked, it looked miles <laughs> offside. Yeah, so I was just watching the highlights again. And um, the problem is because the camera work doesn't conclusively show you both the ball 
and the player in shot at the same time. So it's yeah. impossible to tell. All you kind yeah. of, and the ball's in the air a while. I think it, yeah. I think if anything, it's actually it's borderline. It's not miles off. It's because the ball's travelled so far that he looks so far off. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, again, a, a simple pass like that. And a, and a mid, I think he's a midfielder. The midfielder is through basically one-on-one -on -one with Howard within seconds. Um, yeah. And that's the that's the root of your problem. It, I, I saw, like you said, because obviously with the, the highlights camera, you can't see the full picture. But there was one shot, I think it was from behind. So if you're looking from the tech end. Okay, um, yeah. And the lad, as he's like, sort of, you tell as he's kicked it, it looks like, like you said, the right winger is just slightly over the halfway line. Yeah. Like, that I don't think like massively, but I think he's probably just gone too head because I was saying this as well. He was looking when he had the ball was coming to him, he was looking at linesman. Right. He was waiting to he see was like he flagged. Yeah, yeah. If you know you're definitely not offside, you, you ain't gonna look on. at the linesman. You're just gonna carry on. Whereas I'm with you. He thought mm, I might have gone. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Um so yeah, I think you know they'll be disappointed with the, the simplicity of that goal, I guess, um, yeah. and the fact that they could get at Howard so quickly. Um, that uh, I think his name's Corey Andrews, the forward, just uh, annoyed me because all he did was fall over. Uh, yeah. so, more so in the first half, uh, it was just uh, it's farcical. Um, yeah. It was him and the I think there was the left winger as well. He's going down a right. bit easy as well. Yeah, going down um, quite. So Tom O'Connor goes off with what looked to me like a hamstring injury. And I think Parkinson said his hamstring tightened up. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they said that it wasn't, they weren't, they just weren't taking any risks. But then they, he wasn't in the squad at all last night, obviously. So that implies that either they felt they had enough to get through last night or that it was perhaps, you know, a little bit worse than what they thought. So that's uh, yeah. that'll be the interesting thing to see this week, to see the next time Parky speaks, to see how he is. Yeah, I suppose it's they're maybe looking at, you know, like last night was obviously a difficult game, but maybe they're looking at the long-term vision mm. of like, right, we've got Chesterfield and Notts County coming up in the next month. Yeah, Do we want to play him and then he's out for the season or do we leave it a game? You know, like you said, maybe it's not a bad injury, but maybe it's one they've gone like you said, oh, we've got enough to get through. We'll rest him up and not, you know, maybe that's what happened with likes of Hayden and that last season. And maybe that's what they're learning from that. They're like, we don't want to push him too, too much. And then they're out, they're out for the season. Longer like, terms then rather than a, a shorter break. Yeah. 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 It's like a weak sort of pull. Whereas if he goes and completely pulls it, then obviously he's out for months then. Yeah. Um, so the nice, the it was nice to see Mendy come on. He had good impact, and obviously the goal. But he looked a threat as well. Uh, all yeah. the time we sort of we, we attacked down that side, uh, and he looked. I mean, it was one of his former teams, Wealdstone, um, and he looked a real threat. But his goal, obviously right foot, um, was a was a peach yeah. really. Yeah, and he's the power as well, isn't he? He's not like the ball's coming to him, and he's and he can just generate it. He starts to turn inside and generate that power on his right foot. Yeah, and he had no chance. It was straight in. Yeah, I was right behind that because uh, I am uh, basically right behind the goal, and uh, the keeper. I don't. I'm not sure the keeper even left the ground. I don't think he even dived. If, if memory serves, it was uh, he was Pinball, never getting it straight in. <laughs> yeah, I've got a feeling it might have even kissed the post. Um, but uh, yeah, that was nice. And then obviously Dol 
Dolby gets a. Uh, I think even Dolby's admitted he uh, he shinned that one in at the end. Um, yeah. I could I could see he hadn't hit it right, but it doesn't matter how they go in, does it? Um, no, just get just get the connection on it, isn't it? Just get something on it and put it in the net because we needed that to see the game off. Because yeah. the problem is with these games when you're leading by one in the national league, there's always a sting in the tail, isn't there? And uh, well, so it, that was nice. Yeah, I mean, the one goal lead, you know, it could be you know worldy strike, it could be a mistake, you know, referee decision, anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, like what happened with last night, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's just that one goal you're never safe. So um, I'm not sure if you can remember, but I tell you the. Um, the, the Mulling goal, the pass from Lee, uh, which is a cross, um, is absolutely yeah. superb for Mulls' header. Uh, I know he taps it in afterwards, but I think it's going in anyway, to be honest. Already, I think it is bounced over the line already. He just lashes it in, I think. Um, I didn't think it was pulling in real time. I thought it was like Toza or like someone like that, I thought, the way he right. jumped. Yeah. Yeah, Incredible. no, he... He can. If you if you remember last season, uh, he had similar sort of finishes against Chesterfield and Notts County at the race course. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, throw it, it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was a great header, but it was made obviously made easier by the cross. The cross was so good, it, and yeah. his and Mullins' run is so good because of the timing. It was on a plate for him. So um, yeah, right on half time as well, wasn't it? I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a good time for to score. Um, and we are more of a second-half team at the moment. We do seem more yeah. effective in second-halves. I think there's definitely the tactic that I've noticed that they seem to they want to shoot against the old cop first half. You think they prefer coming into into the tech end? Yeah, yeah. second half. The, you know, the tech end to get them over the line, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought um, Mendy did well when he came on. Max didn't wasn't really tested if I remember rightly, so uh, obviously just nice for him to get some minutes because um, obviously he's been sort of out out of it for a while, hasn't he? So obviously he got some yeah. minutes. Any <laughs> other any other standouts, good or bad, from you in that Wealdstone game? Um, O'Connell looked really good. Like yeah. you can tell, you know, I know I've only seen him obviously when he's been away because I couldn't go, but seeing him in the flesh, he just even though he's played obviously at like higher level, and you can see that. He also doesn't like I was saying doesn't overcomplicate it. You know, there's times where he just put his foot through it. Whereas sometimes players maybe a few leagues above will think, Oh, I could take it down. Yeah. You know, Maldini and do a few touches, but he just did what he needed to do, just looked really solid. Yeah, you've gotta be you've gotta have that football intelligence to know when to play and when, when to not. And when to lump it, isn't it? And that's the yeah. at this level. That's what you've got to have. Um, yeah. And I guess that's what you hope you get when you buy a, a, a higher quality and caliber of player. I guess. Um, yeah, he was he was quality. Was he really stood out? I thought. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I think he's he's a really good signing, and it's going to be really interesting to see when or if we're in a position where everyone's fit at the back. So, ton of Cliff and Hayden are back. You know, somebody's going to be missing out. You know, you've got. Tundercliff, Toza, Hayden, uh, uh, O'Connell. Um, so that you know, one of them's going to miss out. Then you've got Cleworth and Lennon, sort of on the periphery, I would say at the moment. Um, yeah. That, so yeah. Um, that's going to be really interesting to see who uh, who who is uh, who's not playing. Um, so yeah. So could, so three one, pretty comfortable. Um, although, and the, uh, obviously there was a bit of a bizarre red card. Um, for that Kretschmar when he uh, yeah. came on 
I actually, I, I was just watching the highlights before we uh, we came on here, and I couldn't see it in real time, but it's quite clear that when Wrexham get the free kick and take the free kick, the referee has got his hand up and he's got his palm sort of facing to Kretschmar to say, wait, don't come back. You yeah. know, he has got his hand up saying, wait, yeah. and he just runs that. on. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not giving it. He's not giving the indication to say. There's no movement, on. you know, like a waving hand or something. It is a very fixed, firm hand. So, um, you know, they're moaning and and saying that it was a bizarre decision. Um, I think when you see it back, you would quite clearly go, yeah, we, you know, you could argue whether it's harsh for him to get a yellow card for coming back on, um, you know. But I guess the refs obviously thought he's. Trying to spoil the play or something, hasn't he? Or take the Mickey. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a second yellow for that. But uh, no, yeah. I've, never, I've never seen a player sort of coming up. You know, not like you said, not coming on and getting booked. Yeah. Because I suppose it, that's down to interpretation, isn't it? Like me and interpreted and gone. Oh, that he's not saying to come on. Whereas yeah. because he's put his hand up, they thought, oh, I can come on now. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. You, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, so there we go. Nice three-one, um, and we we thought that was setting us up nicely, I guess, for the uh, for the Woking game, um, give or take the injury. Um, but we will uh, we'll touch on that in a second. We'll touch on that Woking game in a second because um, that was a that was a tough game last night. So uh, I've had a little look around what's been going on um, around the club news wise. Uh, just a yep. couple of interesting points, I would say. Um, I, obviously, the uh, I'm not sure if you were going to venture out to Maidenhead on the 4th of March, but that game's been moved for TV. Did you see that? Yes, I think it was yesterday uh, or the day before. Yeah, it's been put to 20 past five, I yeah. think, wasn't it? So that's yeah. the 4th of March away. Um, and it's, it's always annoying because people are, are arranging travel and... You know, yeah. it's a bit of a it's a bit of a pain, but uh, uh, yeah. So that game's been moved to twenty past five for BT. Um, I I don't know if you follow the women's football much, but that was quite a big announcement for them last week in the fact that they're going to turn semi pro. They've obviously yeah, had, they've really uh, it's really good. It's big news because obviously they've applied for a license to uh, progress the team forward into a more serious league. I guess um, so that'll be interesting because. Uh, that that might bring a different caliber of player even to the club now, um, if they're uh, yeah. if they're going semi pro and really yeah, raise that. the profile. So that'll be really yeah. interesting. Um, really then doesn't it? You know the fact that you can actually you know, pay pay your players even if it's a you know part time yeah. wage. That's like you said, it's just going to open doors for different types of players and who you can get. And then obviously the next level, then they're playing in a decent league, and then. Yeah. Go up the leagues and then potentially go full time. You know, as the goal, I suppose that's what they want to do. Yeah, so that's a really big step, which is really good for them. I think Gemma Owen is going to lead that. So um, I guess there'll be some. Uh, she, she, in theory, she's probably working on uh, the plans for that and the recruitment, and you know who's available to us, what players are available, what's the budget, you know, what's going on. So that's uh, that's good and something else as well for people to watch if you do want to watch all the different levels of the club. Uh, that's uh, that'll be uh, something else. I know the ladies do get a a, a nice following now, um, but obviously that's a that's growing, is there, isn't it? Yeah, is there a home pitch in Ponky? Is it, is it uh, Ponky? Ponky Banks? Uh, yeah, that's the uh, I think that's what it's called. So, so yeah, they do get some. Uh, they do get uh, a, a fair few there. Um, 
I, the other interesting thing that I picked up last night, uh, Jordan Davis was the guest speaker at the Mice Gwyn for their, I don't know if you saw this, for their um, uh, what, their pre-match meal. Um, yeah, and, I did see it. Yeah, somebody asked him, obviously, sort of, when will you be back or when will you be fit or what? perhaps what's your, what's your situation? But basically, Jordan has said that um, he had a MCL injury, then he was back, and then he got a calf injury. Um, and typically, um, and that he thinks if, if all goes to plan, he'll be available to sort of be selected in a squad from two weeks yesterday. Yeah, as in that few weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so, in, so I think in theory, if, uh, if Parky needed him or thought, uh, thought he could influence the game in some way as a sub, that Chesterfield game would probably be the first time that he'd be available. Um, so again, just another body. Uh, you know, well, another fresh pair of legs um, to give you know people a rest. Uh, so I, th- I think that'll be a real another real asset. Yeah, more more creativity, more yeah. goals. You Set know, pieces. I think that, yeah, that's what we need because that's the thing. Sometimes you get a bit too reliant on Mullen and Palmer. I think I think sometimes. So if we can get a few more goals from the midfield, that would that would be great. Yeah, just. Uh... We've been lucky in the fact that sort of O'Connor's chipped in with some free kicks, which has replaced Jordan's free kicks. And then yeah. Hayden had increased his amount of goals, so that took away some of Jordan's need for goals. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, and obviously uh, Luke Young had chipped in with what? I think it's one at the moment. Um, so we have been able yeah. to sort of replace his goals from other positions, but you just, you know, you can't have too many people who can create or score goals, can you? No, that's what I mean. Just an endless amount would be great, wouldn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just I wonder what you know. What can you do with what can you do with George when you you think about his position and the the the, the positions on a pitch that he likes to take up. Um, I guess he, he seems to be better in that role behind the front two, with without too much responsibility for backtracking um, and chasing the ball. Um, obviously, Elliot Lee is sort of fit into that role at the moment. Yeah. It's- He's playing. He plays where, like you said, Lee is at the moment. Um, when we don't have the ball, he tends to just sit in, doesn't he? He'll sit in in the two. But then when we got the ball, he's on that sort of left side of the midfield, left side of the attack. Yeah, he seems you know, to like and, that and cut in, doesn't he? Yeah, and then potentially sort of coming off Mullin and you know putting through balls for Mullin essentially or Palmer. Um, so I think it might be a case of when he's fit, probably like you said, altering with Lee. I would imagine. Um, yeah. altering yeah. game I thought yeah giving him obviously it allows us to give him some rest and um, recuperation and some competition because I think that's uh, you know that's the thing that footballers talk about is it's the competition that drives them um, yeah uh, so um, you've got to that... play well otherwise the other lad behind is going to take your place yeah um, so that'll be that'll be something really you know really really good for us to uh, good for us to have Um Okay, dare we, dare we go on to last night? So you listened to it on radio, did you? Yeah, I was listening to Mark Griffiths last night. You were on Wrexham player, so I was there. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what your thoughts were from a radio perspective. Yeah, I mean, when I was listening to it, it was it sounded a bit like the first five minutes of Sheffield United style. Yeah, because of the free kick. Yeah, the oh, corner. So the- yeah, Wilkins scored. I thought, oh God, what's happening here? And then it was the 
equaliser. But it sounded like Woking were, you know, obviously doing really well to start with. Then the equaliser come. I thought, oh, great, because at this point, Wrexham had scored. And Notts County, I think, were still losing at the time. Yeah. So, starting to swing. And then we went ahead. And then I think Notts County were just, I think they were just drawing. So, we're thinking, great, we're winning. They're drawing. And then all of a sudden, it just seems to sort of switch, just swing the other way. They were 3 1, 4 1 up, and Woking got their equaliser. They were, I know, like Mark was commenting about the, the penalty, he said it was very soft. Um, I watched the highlights back, but the trouble is, I think it was James Jones, I think, was it? Yeah, James it was, Jones? I believe. You know, there wasn't a lot of contact, but it's the fact he's gone to get the ball, stuck his leg out, hasn't won the ball. The referee's right there, he's going to give it. It's. It's one of those. It's like, yeah, of course he's looking for it, but it's the same with the Palmer Palmer penalty. You know, yeah, that was lad... next to nothing. That was, yeah, lad dangled the leg out. Palmer's gone for it. It's a penalty, so we can't moan yeah. about that one and then have one given against us. No, um, so obviously on the way to the stadium, I think it was in the car when the team news came through. Um, it was interesting to see the lineup. Um, I was, I was, I was glad Lennon was starting. I thought it was good that Andy Cannon was starting. Um, yeah. Obviously, Mendy came back in. Um, now, what actually transpired uh, for me, Cannon was the best player. When you watched him, he was so busy. Um, again, he played quite advanced. Um, so he, you know, he was uh, he was bombing bombing here, there, and everywhere. He was a proper busy bee. Um, and Harry Lennon seemed to really struggle to get up to pace. He never got up to pace with the game. Uh, got caught on the ball a couple of times. Um, yeah, and... do you think the Sheffield United game? Because I think obviously you know everyone said he played well, but maybe in the Sheffield United game you could say that because it's a higher level team that they do let you have time play a ball. bit. Yeah. They'll let you play a bit, whereas National League's not like that, is it? It's very fast-paced, you don't get time on the ball. And like I said, maybe Lennon, because he's a good player, mm. maybe that's where Sheffield, he's, he's had a bit of time on the ball, but last night, obviously, it's not like that, is it? It's up in your face, you know, and, it, and if you're not up to speed, then you can get found out. And Woking played like that. They were quite, you know, they did press a bit, um, so they were, you know, they harassed a bit. So, you know, like you say, I yeah. think that's a, it's a great point that uh, from that point of view that, uh, you know, he just, just couldn't settle. He never just quite had enough time. And remember, he's been out for a while, so he's not comfortable yet. He's never had enough time to set himself to, to, to spot a pass or, you know. No, it's, it's a different level when that game is going a bit more, you know, in terms of the intensity. Frantic. It's hard, it's hard to keep up with it, do you know what I mean? Especially yeah. if, like, haven't been playing. And I think Woking are quite a sort of physical, high energy team as well, aren't they? You don't they put themselves about, they don't let you have time on the ball. You know, they get around the pitch, they've got very sort of like good technical footballs, but very sort of I think that's the big thing, seem like a proper team. You know, they yeah. all work together and you know, yeah. judging by that sense. Yeah, no, they are I mean they're third for a reason. Um they're very well drilled. They've got a style of play that they like and suits them. Uh, and they've got the players to suit that, you know. They they yeah. they've been very well assembled by uh, uh, Darren Sal. Um, interesting though that that you know, and their their experience, like they were from minute one, they were time wasting. They were taking their time with everything, all the yeah. throw-ins, corners, goal kicks, anything they could take their time. Walk, you know, walking and not jogging, and from it's the start, it, yeah, just slows the game down completely. 
I think from listening to the game, I think I know a few Brexit fans have commented on it. Um, that we kind of obviously when teams are pressing us high and pin the sort of wing backs in, we tend to go sort of more long ball, don't we? And um, that's that that. Yeah, that frustrated the hell out of people last night because it was just yeah. constant long ball. But that's what they wanted because they're they're a physical side, you know, yep. Woking. So for that, you know, I, I remember God years ago when it was like Keats and stuff manager, and they were exactly the same then. They'd have like six foot five centre backs, and or we're, and we've got like somebody's five foot, and we're just lumping it into him. It's just not going to work. Yeah, it, they remind me of uh, Soliol under Tim Flowers. Um, yeah. you know, they're a big yeah. side. Uh, they set up so well and basically make you do what they want you to do. So they made us lump long balls and they just, you know, it was food and drink for them. Palmer, uh, there was a great photo, I'm not sure if you saw it, that was going around of Palmer. I think he's being held, his shirt is being ripped off his body by two people, I think. Um, yeah. So I don't think, you know, he hardly, he hardly, he hardly won a header. Um, and you can argue whose fault that is, because there's a that's you know there is a bit of a, a bit of palm and negativity going round at the moment. I think. Yeah, um, definitely. People saying he should be dropped, but I think he's he's carrying an injury. I think, isn't he? He's not, well, yeah, that was the rumor. Not one hundred percent, is he? You can see that. That was that was the rumor, and then that seems to tie into what you see on the pitch, doesn't it? Um, yeah, he's so... definitely not. And you can see that. You see, like he's carrying. I think he's 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 trying. You can see like he's oh, he, trying. Yeah, you, you can't question his 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 work ethic. Uh, you know, he wants to work, doesn't he? He wants to run. Um, yeah. I, but like some of his touches were really heavy last night, and um, you just you do just wonder whether there is anything in that that injury sort of rumor that he's. I think it was a hip injury. Somebody said that he yeah, uh, potentially the, needs the, surgery on it. So we'll. Uh, yeah. The hip bone shaving apparently because it's right. just rubbed on the joint too much, um, right, which could be unco- uh, that would be uncomfortable. I've never had it, but yeah. I imagine it would be uncomfortable. Well, they said that's why I can't remember which game it was. But Parky said that he had to have a, an injection. Yes, um, yeah, I remember that. To um to actually cover for it. so that shows if he's having that, then he's playing with a, a decent amount of discomfort and pain. Yeah, that's yeah. going to affect the run and you know like your touch and everything because obviously you're conscious of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that would that would that would answer that. Um, I, again, I'll touch on it. I felt sorry for Luke Young having to anchor that midfield because it's it's not his natural game. He does it willingly, doesn't seem to argue, but um, it's uh, you know he he isn't as good as that as he is his natural game of a sort of box to box or attacking midfielder. Um, so uh, yeah. you know you can't give him criticism for willingly playing out of position. You know you can't. That's not his. That's that's not his fault, is it? No, he he's essentially sacrificing himself. Correct. Yeah, you know, that's what he's doing. He's sacrificing his own game to play in a position to help the team. But I think you like you do miss him going forward because that's the only thing we sort of seem to lack is somebody running in behind or a bit of bit of pace, bit of quickness in behind. Yeah, just I... turn a little bit. Uh, yeah, I agree. So I, I, I'd written down in my notes, we need another forward option that's different yeah. to what we've got. Because what we we've got, yeah. our yeah. our sub off the bench is is Dolby, which is a, like, a, a is, is kind of like Palmer. It's a direct ball option, isn't it? Um, yeah. Whereas I think what we need is, because different teams will demand different sort of players, I think we need a pacey option so that if you need to lock a long ball over the top, um, that you can do that, um, and I think yeah. that is the only thing that our squad misses at the moment is that that pacey option. 
Yeah, definitely. I know we talked about it, didn't we, in the in January about it. Said I think we need you know a forward or a, even just an attacker yeah. who's got a bit of pace. You know who can stretch the game a little bit because I think even you know Wilster. I know sort of Derby got a goal on the break, but you can see that what they need is somebody who will just be on the last shoulder defender and they think, right, I can knock it through and it's just going to make them turn, going to make them you know, run for the ball. And what it actually does is um, once you've done that, if, you, if, if that player starts, once or twice you knock them long balls, if, they, if, if he can get behind you, naturally they will start to sit deeper because they're afraid then of that long ball or that, yeah, they... or that through ball. And they're afraid yeah. of that pace, so that then creates more space in midfield. Um, yeah. So that that's, that's you know it's just different styles and different managers prefer different things. But I would say I, I it amazes me that we haven't addressed that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm a I'm quite surprised because I thought you know a striker in January would have been you know one of the ones we would have got. Now I know like Parky said something about looking at different players, and then obviously Hayden Tunnicliffe both got injured at the same time so I'm just thinking did they have somebody lined up but then because of that they've gone right we, we've got to get a defender in priorities yeah, yeah it could have been could I have don't been. know why like even I know we, we don't seem to do it do we what about even like a loan signing because surely there's got somebody have a few months you know what I mean just somebody's quick direct that you just bring off the bench you know yeah. to yeah, just, just to say, you know, just a, a, a good sub. It doesn't have to be a starting player, does it? If, you, if uh, you're going to persist with those three, um, then you just need somebody that's a sub. And they, they will be out there. The question just is, why are we not doing it? Um, but there was another debate that started last night. Um, and I guess I'll finish off the, uh, the the chat on the draw we're woken on this and get your thoughts. But there was uh, subsequently online, there was a... A lot of chat on the uh, on the goalkeeping position. I don't know whether you picked up on that at all. Yeah, it's, been, it's been going on for I think it's it's uh, been there. Yeah, it's been on. It's been simmering away. Should we call it since Leighton's come back? Yeah. But last think, last yeah. night, Howard struggle. His, his kicking was really poor last night. Even off the yeah. floor, he wasn't he wasn't finding Palmer a lot of the time. It was. You know, it was going to Mullin, and Mullin, you'd ask him Mullin to win a header against the lumping centre half, where the yeah, ball should have been aimed at Palmer all night. Um, his distribution yeah. is slow from the back. He doesn't roll it out and get it going as quick as Leighton, and that frustrates a lot of people. You can hear them they were, in the tech end. They were screaming at him when he wasn't uh, distributing it quickly. Um, and then you can argue yeah. about shot stopping and you know who's better technically, but fundamentally that argument now is starting to starting to come to the surface. Yeah, I think there's always like at the start of the season, obviously I would have made a few mistakes. You know, the obviously there was really there was nobody to replace him, was there? Nope. Do you know what I mean like um, Leighton was still not playing? Dibble was injured. Yeah, um, bad. Like we Rory had the back backups really weren't they? They were nothing more than third, fourth choices. Even like some football fans were saying, you know, he, he's not great. So there was no sort of option to bring him in, and I think he's, I think he's done well. I, I know that this sort of started to sort of come a bit more after the Sheffield United away game because Leighton played, Leighton and, played. Game. and I think there is definitely the element of the fan base that you know are, are Rob Leighton fans and want Rob Leighton in the team. And <laughs> I think overall, if, if they if you start a season both fit. Leighton's in all time, isn't he? I think but you so. just got to, you just got to. I think what you've got to do is Parky's probably doing it. Is you've got to be fair 
to Howard as well. Because he has yeah. I think Exeter fans forget like he's he's had some good games for us. Um, you know, and, and pulled off some good saves. Yeah, his his kicking his kicking isn't very good. His distribution isn't very good, but his shot stopping's good. And I think if his kicking was good he wouldn't be playing for us. He'd be playing somewhere higher up, wouldn't he? Maybe. So, yeah, potentially. But, yeah, um, I, you're right. I, You've, he's got to pick his time because what you have to remember is you might have to come back to that goalkeeper. You know, if Leighton got injured yeah. again, you've got to come back to Howard. So if you haven't handled that transition well, that won't be. A, that's not easy to sort of do, is it? It's you know. No, and you can't. You know, you. I said we were talking about it after Saturday, I think, and we said, oh, like I said, you can't drop him like at the moment. I said he hasn't. No really obvious done, error. You know, there's not an obvious error. or... You know, he's not, you know, the certain things you said you just can't drop him at the moment. And I think with Leighton as well, you don't want to rush Leighton back too quick either. Do you know what I mean? You don't yeah. want to do that. You know, because like you said, you swap him, throw Leighton in, and then that's Leighton has a setback. You have to come back to Howard. Well, his confidence might be shot then. Yeah. You might, go, you know what? As soon as Leighton's fit, I've been dropped. So it shows you don't have much confidence in me. So I think we just got to Parky's got to pick his pick his time well. I think yeah. for that one, I'm not saying like to me like Leighton is the better keeper. Yeah, but you've got to be like realistic in terms of right. You got to pick your times of where to swap him in, get him in back in the team. But potentially, if we can get maybe Leighton in for like the last sort of I don't know eight games of the season, that would uh, that would potentially be what I'd be thinking. So I'll just finish off. Um by saying Anthony Ford scored a worldie of a free kick. Uh, I thought it was Elliot Lee that had hit it, um, but um, that was a cracking free kick. Um, and Mullins' penalty was brilliant because, uh, you know, ooh, he hit that with some venom in the, uh, at the bottomish yeah, he, corner. He likes a power shot, doesn't he? He's oh, he loves them, these, yeah. He's not one of these to do a Jorginho run-up and no. slot it like that, is he? He's, uh, he's all about power, isn't he? Yeah, so that was good for him to get that Sheffield United one out of the way, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, we we never know when we're going to need a penalty taker in the upcoming in the upcoming yeah. months. So uh, numbers game in it. Eventually, you you're going to miss one, aren't you? Yeah, like so. he said, if Messi can miss them, then Paul Mullin can miss them. So after last night's game, I. Uh, I just asked for people's opinions on what they'd, what they'd seen or heard or how they were feeling after last night. just thought it'd be some interesting reading today, some some talking yeah. points, shall we, uh, shall we say. So, in no particular order, I don't think. Um, so, Colleen Haynes said... Uh, uh, so, my actual question was, just sort of tweet me your thoughts on last night's game. We'll go through them on the pod. Good, bad or indifferent, let's hear your thoughts. So, that's all. Just to see how people yeah. were feeling. Test the temperature if you were... Um, uh, so Colleen said, uh, I didn't think we played as well as we have been. Woking played their game very well, as I expected they would. And I feel that we did well getting a point. No individual to be blamed. It was a scrappy game. I feel we missed Tom O'Connor. Dust ourselves off and move forwards. Yeah. I think Barry probably... said that night, didn't they? He said he didn't play as well as he could. And, yeah. You know, it's Woking a good team, aren't they? So you are just going to get those nights, aren't you? Where it just we can't we can't be expected to win every game. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to happen, is it? No, and know, I not... think there's people who have been saying, "Oh, we're going to win every game at home," and I feel like saying, you know, that just doesn't. It's not going to happen. Yeah, anyway. like I don't like it's one of them, and it's I can see us not losing, but I did. You know, I think like most Rex fans thought 
you know, we're gonna we're gonna drop points sooner or later. I think to be fair, even the talk before the game, there was a lot of people saying tough game. Yeah, yeah, they knew. Well. I to be honest, I thought I thought both of us might have dropped points last night. Us and not County, which yeah. one of surprise. No, I did say that um, actually to my lad when we got there. Um, I just said it wouldn't surprise me if both teams dropped points. And I, I think that it was interesting because uh, one of one of the things I said was there was an air of sort of acknowledgement in the atmosphere there last night. At the end, there wasn't the big roar to go and get a winner. It was a bit like we kind of knew this was going to be a tough game, and that we yeah, were, yeah. you know it was a it was a little bit flatter than you'd perhaps think. Yeah, um, we don't we don't see ourselves potentially getting getting three points here. Maybe just like you said, even on the commentary. You know, Mark said, I'm quite happy to have a point here because obviously Woking later on was starting to cause problems. So yeah. I think he was quite happy to get, get the point in the end. Yeah. You know, yeah. but then it's like Notts County have got to go um, Woking sooner, I think, haven't they? They're playing them. Um, yeah, a few weeks' time, I think. Yeah. So, you know, that'll be a difficult place for them to go. You know, it makes our, our win there early in the season look really good now. You know, other than that. Okay, so Emma Roberts, uh, who comes on the pod for us now and again, she said they pressed us every time we had the ball, uh, so it was hoofball and nothing to feet. I'd say that's fair comment. Looked shaky in times at the back. We just didn't get going. A few poor performances individually. Just felt like a loss. But it, I guess because because it was a draw, I think she means it felt like a loss. Um, yeah. But made worse that obviously Notts County was sort of losing and then came back so well uh, to win. But we go again yeah. on Saturday. So I think that's uh, that's sort of fair comment. Uh, Wrexham AFC Brazil uh, said Wrexham's defence is not at the same level as the midfield and the attack. We concede goals way too easy. Uh, well, I'll finish their tweet and then we'll go. This year we conceded goals in every single game, but the one against Gateshead away. That's 18 goals in 11 matches. Bring Leighton back. Uh, that's ironic, as we, we've just been talking about that. Um, <laughs> I, it, I think the issue there potentially is that we've now, we've had a settled back line when Tony Cliff came in for Max and we seemed to be rock solid then, didn't we? And now we've had to totally rejig it because we've lost two starters from that back line and it will take them and it will take them some time to settle down, potentially. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, and I think... Because at the start of the season, it was very much we did look we did look great at the back. Obviously, Tunnicliffe come in; he was my player of the season. You know, until he got injured, yeah, um, okay. yeah really transformed us. But I think the problem as well is we lost both of them in the same in the same game as well. Yes. So it's just, yeah, it's not like we had one of them for a little bit, and then the other one got injured. Both of them were gone, weren't they? So it's yeah. complete. You know, change that back three completely. Yeah, no, I agree. That so we're on the same boat there. I think it, it needs time to settle down again now, um, and for them to get used to playing with each other. And yeah, I'm just hoping that it is only six weeks that they're out for, and not longer. Yeah, that was the rumor, wasn't it? That it's six weeks, and neither of them are out like till the end of the season. Yeah. I find that one strange, especially the Tunnicliffe one. But we'll see. <laughs> Someone told me the other week that apparently Tunnicliffe's done his ligaments. So, I, that if he's done his ligaments, that's going to be more than six weeks. Oh, it's, that's two, three month job. That yeah. So uh, yeah. at least uh, that's before you're even walking on it again. So yeah. Well, let's yeah. see. Uh, so we'll move on. Rich Phillips unsure why the long ball was tried time and time again when it was easy for Woking to deal with. 
frustrating evening, but still in our own hands. That's right, because obviously we're two games behind them in terms of games played, but we're five points behind them. So ultimately, it's still in our hands. Mark yeah. Howard seems to be splitting fans' opinions right down the middle. I personally don't think he's good enough. Um, so we're starting to get a bit of a theme. As I said to you before, there was a there was an undercurrent of it that seemed to come out yeah. last night more than I've more than has been for a while. Um, uh, yeah. So- I mean- I think, like you were saying to it, I think it's one of those, you, you look at keepers we've had before, you know, you think, Christ, Howard's miles better than keepers we've had before, but obviously expectations are up now. But I think there's just a lot of fans who are, they are Leighton fans, aren't they? I'm not opposed to having him in, but I think you've just got to find the right time. The other thing is that goalkeepers can look good or bad, depending how those in front of them play. So, well, yeah. You know, sometimes Mark Howard, for instance, or Leighton wouldn't have a shot to save because the defence and the midfield and maybe even the forwards are working really well. So, you know, sometimes it's not just down to the individual goalkeeper. And when you've got that disruption at the back as well, you get exposed a bit more, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so Kelvin and Nee, uh, I think without Tom O'Connor, the midfield fell apart. I only seen O'Connell play a ball forward along the floor. Everything else was either in the air or backwards. Young was most guilty of this. Passing from the back three was wild, and Howard's distribution is still wild, slow and awful. So I guess that just touches on what we were saying before. And I, You can sense it when you're in that tech end, especially, and in, in Howard's um, playing our end. When he doesn't distribute it as quick as Leighton, you can hear people, they're going mad, you know, especially because they can see where there's spaces and free players. Yeah, it's... <sighs> It's one of those, isn't it, though? You have to say to people, even though it's frustration, getting frustrated at him, is that going to help him? Or is that just going to make it worse? It's just it's not going to help, is it? Um, I I understand what you're saying. I guess that's the nature of being a footballer is what a footballer would say, isn't it? You know, they, they're yeah. used to it, I guess. Um, so, uh, Mark Felstead, lacklustre. Pitch looks very poor. Woking did well and will certainly be in the playoffs. I think they're going to be a problem for teams in the playoffs. Uh, I think yeah. it's time to rest Palmer for a few games. Um, I think that when you're watching the pitch, it doesn't perform bad. You don't notice a lot of bobbles, but it looks a bit bare. So I'm not sure whether it looks worse than it actually is, perhaps, yeah. the pitch. It's that time of year as well, isn't it? That, you know, Come through the winter. Start. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's terrible weather. Unless you're a championship or Premier League and, you know, you can afford undersold and all that kind of stuff and, you know, spending a fortune on the pitch, you know, we have to do with what we got. I would say our pitch is, you know, miles but you know, worse than any other sort of pitch in the league or anything like that. I thought the Sheffield United one looked similar to ours. It might have been different when you were there. But uh, I thought it looked a little bit brown in places, and again, I think it's just time of year. The only decent, the only decent pitch, grass pitch, in our league that's constantly good is the Boreham Wood one because it's, I think it's what they call a Desio pitch. It's it's half artificial and half grass, isn't it? And I think Arsenal paid yeah. for most of that because they had uh, other teams playing there, didn't they? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So you know, even like you said, the plastic pitches are the only ones that are going to be, you know, in this time of year, still going to be. Decent, aren't they? You know, normal grass pitches are just going to be. This is the time of year. It's they're not going to be perfect, are they? No. But again, talking about looking at what they were saying about the hoof ball, um, that goes back to the argument of right. Well, do we need somebody again, bit of pace who's going to run in behind? 
you know, that rather than knocking a long ball, you can knock one into the channel, into the corner. Yeah. And then great defenders turn, you know, stretch them, stretch. They, stretch the game. And like you said, makes the defense sit back, which yeah. then creates more space. Whereas if it's long ball, they can deal with it. Because, yeah. you know, Bowling's fairly quick, but Palmer's not as quick. So you, you're kind of confident he's not going to run in behind you. So you're going to push up, and that's just going to create less space in the midfield, then, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, at Percy Pignuts, <laughs> inevitable, <laughs> inevitable we would not deliver to the high standards. Woking squeezed the space in midfielders, forcing us to kick the long ball. Um, yeah, I guess that touches on what we've got. Uh, Martin Kopak, a point gained against a decent side. Any other time we would take that, perspective is needed. There you go. So there's the, we're getting to the other side of it now. Um, yeah, definitely. I, so, uh, like you said, that, you know, the third for a reason, let's not forget, was it last week or whatever it was, they won 3-0 at Chesterfield. So yeah. I know they're not on a great run, but you know, not to count you only won 2-1 there. So you know that shows how good of a team they are. And I think they'll, I think they'll take points off County when they play them. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, it's not over yet. People saying that like there's one hand on the trophy and stuff. We're not, not quite there yet. Well, I was looking at, I was looking at Twitter and obviously at half time. Was it half time? I think um, not to County were losing, I think, or something. And I think we were kind of through a win or drawing, and all the Notts County fans were talking about the playoffs and saying, you know, and then the next moment they're talking about the league and that's just how quickly... 20 minutes later they're winning and it's a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. it's not going to be... It's just not going to be decided like that. You know, there's going to be plenty more ups. You know, like you said, we've got two games in hand. Yes, like, don't get it wrong, going into that Notts... I think it's going to be that Notts County game. You'd want maybe, like, three, four points... So you can take the pressure off a little bit, but I think it's going to be—I think it's going to come down to that game. I think it's going to be like a, a winner. Yeah, when it takes all from that game, basically. I, I think so. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think it's down to them. Uh, Jamie, uh, so it was a poor performance by the unbelievably high standards we've set ourselves, but some people need to give their head a wobble. We're not going to win every game, and we will drop more points as will Notts County. Ultimately, still in our own hands, and we all need to stick together. So, yeah, touches on elements again we've already talked about. Uh, just perspective needed, and it is still at the moment. It's still in our hands. If we, you know, uh, if we yeah. pick up more points than Notts County, then we it's it's our league, isn't it? Well, do you know what our two games in hand? Uh, is one of them Jumbo, I think, isn't it? No, because I don't know when they're what. Yeah. When they're, when they're not playing, so um, so no, I'm not. I'm not sure. You know. It's the old thing with Wrexham, but if you win, if we win our games now, then you know we go, we go top by a point. So it's still in our hands, isn't it? Um, Martin Davis, so Moody Marty, for them who know him from the Twitter Spaces that um, uh, Rob Ryan Red and Fearless do. Uh, we're not going to win them all. I'll take a tie over a loss onto the next game. Yeah, bit of bit of perspective. Yeah, uh, that's it. Just move on, isn't it? John Owens. Oh, this is a good one. You wouldn't. I'm not sure if. Mark would have known about this because of his position in the commentary box. Funniest moment was when that Woking chav fell over the fence celebrating their goal. So, <laughs> were you aware of this or not? Um, somebody said that, and then I was looking at it. I looked at the highlights, but I couldn't really see it. No, you wouldn't. So, basically, you know where they are down in the lower Yale? Yeah. Um, they all, when they scored one of their goals, they all sort of ran towards the Wrexham fans on that um, wheel. Oh, on the on the platform, and one yeah. of them, one of them went over the top, uh, which obviously caused great hilarity in a moment of despair. Uh, Lady B, 
Uh, the sky isn't falling. Yeah, the game was terrible, but a draw is better than a loss, and Notts hasn't jumped that far ahead. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you look at it, it's, you know they haven't because it's still in our hands. Everyone needs to stop overreacting as if this is the end of Wrexham's chance for promotion. It's annoying, it's annoying me to hell. Um, uh, Sion, uh, one of those nights, poor performance. We still almost got away with it. Uh, with, we, we still almost got away with a win. So chin up, that's uh, what it said. Uh, MD, we got drawn into their game, which they are very good at. This is that's a common theme now, isn't it? Uh, that again, that we we have, uh, you know, they've set us up for that. Really. They've set traps for us. They bullied us yep. from the start to finish. I'd agree with that. They were physical, got in our faces. Genuinely, a horrible team to play against. Um, need someone to get the ball down and play. Lennon looked out of sorts. Mendy could not cope with the aerial bombardment. Yeah, that's a fa- that's a fair point that I hadn't thought about about Mendy. Um, they did uh, they did seem to go after him a lot. And I don't think he won a lot of those headers. That's not his game. He's in a. T- he's basically a defensive winger, isn't he? You know, playing as a wing yeah. back. Yeah, that's not. That's not Mc- his game. So. McFadzine would have pretend. And he's, he's smallish, McFadzine, but he's probably better in the air than Mendy, believe it or not, because he is a defender rather than a true wing back, isn't he? Yeah, he might have been able to cope better with it. But um, no, they've obviously like done their tactics on Wrexham, and they're right. This is the best way to play it. You know, the, the manager they've got, he's a good National League manager, Experienced, isn't he? Experienced, isn't he? Yeah. And in fact, he yeah. was in charge of Yeovil, which is the only, at the time, wasn't he, when we drew, was it the one-all draw? Yeah. Um, he, that hot, uh, de- really hot weather, he was the manager. and that, So that's the only other team we dropped points against. So he just, you know, he knows, he, he obviously comes up with good game plans. The issue is whether his team can carry out that game plan. And at the moment, they are. And that, hence, yeah. they are where they want to be, aren't they, you know? Yeah, I, I loved it. Is um, a sort of obviously poach match in, a poach match interview, and he was saying about the temperament of the team. So it's like he was saying that it's I can set the team up, get them how I want them to play, yeah. but can mentally cope with big crowds. You know, yeah, uh, you know, a big game. You know, you know, we're obviously there third. we we were second, and he said, yeah, the temperament of the team was great. So obviously, that was they just did the job of what they need to do and not be overall by anything else that was going on yeah yeah good uh, and then Percy Pignuts um, came back and said should have gone around the sides or run through tired minds and poor decision making um, yeah so that's an interesting point because I was I was having that thoughts around this that um, last year there was a lot of talk about does Phil Parkinson have a plan b that was the sort of you know, because um, we were so rigid. He was so tr- he, there was only certain players he trusted at the end, wasn't there? Um, yeah. And then this season we've seen him switch to a a four three three of some description or a diamond uh, with Mullin at the tip of it behind Dolby and uh, Palmer, which is kind of what he did last night uh, when yeah. he altered it. But what didn't change was what we then did. So we changed the formation, but the way we played didn't change. Um, and like Percy Pignutz is saying there, we didn't didn't utilize the width, I think is is what he's trying to trying to say. As much yeah. it was it was those long balls that we've been talking about up to, to Palmer really. And that's the, I guess one of the interesting things, I've said it before, but I always forget about it, is that's not necessarily Palmer's a much better footballer than he is a target man, isn't he? Um yeah. He is he is a t- really tidy footballer, so it's not perhaps we don't give him the credit and the fact that it's not his game to be just flicking headers on all the time. He wants to play football, but that's not that's the one of the questions I would ask is that have we got 
an alternative style of play for these situations. Because all we did was throw on another big guy and then keep throwing long balls. Yeah. We didn't try anything a bit cuter or cleverer. And would you expect us to have that ability? Yeah, and if you could see, and that's the thing, if you could see it was working, you know, you think, right, just keep going with it. But it obviously clearly wasn't working. Um, I think just mentioned about the tiredness as well. Funny enough, on Saturday, I thought there was there was a bit of tiredness because we were sitting back a bit. And I think is the, all the games starting to catch up with us a little bit. Um, yeah. Which I think maybe is a reason why Parks, again, did so many changes for Sheffield United away. So, it's yeah, I can see there's a bit of tiredness creeping in. Hopefully, not too much. Um, that it's going to sort of, you know, derail us a little bit, but hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully, uh, the, 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 hopefully if we, obviously, if we can rotate and the quality and the level is still there, then that's the hope, isn't it, that that, that yeah. squad pays out. Um, yeah, in terms of like the, you know, like you said then about a second way of playing, that was definitely, I think that's always the, that seems to be the issue with fans if they do moan about parky is that, yeah, rigid. Always be quite rigid. You know, there isn't a different way of playing. You know, particularly last season, you know, he, was, he wouldn't swap it with the, he was playing the same players all the time. I think that's the only. You know, thing you've got like against him is that he just he's very rigid in the way he plays. There's no doesn't seem to be much of a plan B if it's not working. Um, but again, it goes back I think to the conversation of you know uh, options off the bench. You know, Dalby is a like for like for Palmer. Um, James Jones, you know, energetic midfielder. Um, Jordan's obviously been injured, but you swap him and Lee. But I just like we said, I think just need like another attacking option. Yeah. yeah, starting to think that uh, more and more. Uh, I'll end it with uh, a WhatsApp actually that I had off uh, of my good friend Simon Lloyd, who said, "Feels like so." Here's here we go. This is playing right into the hands of some of the people that have tweeted before. Feels like the playoffs again this season. Can't see knots losing momentum. They seem to have big game mentality. We seem to revert to hoofball last night. Um, and I think what he means there is like if you think about the the position that both teams were in, we were both both one nil down, and look at the final outcome. I guess is you know they've yeah. been under pressure and managed to come through it and win four one, whereas we've then been stuck in a dogfight. Um, but yeah. I, I you know it's but then it's a different team that you're playing in it. I guess so. Uh, yeah, you can't compare it. The thing I'd say about Knotts is is that they they are playing pretty much. The, I think barring they might swap one player or two, they're yeah. playing the same team every game. That's what I've noticed, and that's the only thing that they might be a bit like us from our season, where you know they're playing the same team most games, um, for every game, and is that just going to catch up with them at the yeah. end? Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. we hope it does. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the that's the gamble we've made this year in going deep in the squad. Um, in in having those options, isn't it? Um, you know, yeah, yeah. Sort of rotate and you know get into those last sort of seven or eight games of the season. That's where it's like, right, we need to, you know need to be winning every game. Yeah. No. Good. Okay. Some some interesting things there, and it just shows you though the diverse opinions that we've got on players and performances and and what's going on. Um, yeah. So I think that's right. Quite interesting. So we'll just we'll just have a quick look at the top of the table. Um, 
and just catch up with where who, who, who's where in terms of the sort of promotion sort of spots. So, um, shall I, I'll work my way up if you like. Yeah. So seventh, Boreham would have crept back up into seventh. Uh, so they've yeah. played twenty nine games, so they're a, they're a game or two behind most. Uh, got forty four points, and they're at home to Halifax next game. South End are doing amazing. Can't understand yeah. how they're doing so well, given the fact that in two weeks' time that club might not exist. Yeah, they said they still have, the players still haven't been paid or anything. If they don't pay the, this tax bill, it'll, the, the, that club will be wound up. Um, yeah, that so there doesn't seem to be any talk about a takeover or like money or anything, does it? And yet they just keep winning. Get you know they've won three on the bounce. Normally, when that's happening off the pitch. You know, everybody, like you were saying, well, we've been there, haven't we? Players not getting paid. It's really tough. It's just great to start, like, it's, what's the word? Like, sort of emotional thing around the club, doesn't it? It's like, the, sometimes the football helps you sort of forget about it, but actually, longer term, you think, Christ, we might not even have oh, yeah. a football next few weeks. So, um, actually, uh, I'll give a shout-out to uh, young Luke Walsh, who's done a really good video on his YouTube channel. Um uh, uh, sort of talking to people about that and going through that, so that's a good watch if you've got about ten or twenty minutes to uh, to watch. Um, so uh, Southender at home to Gateshead, who obviously are near the bottom, so there's yeah. another another chance for them to have a good performance. Um, so fifth, Barnet dropped down to fifth last night from yeah. fourth because obviously they lost to Notts County, uh, and they go away to Torquay next. Um, I guess you'd ex- you'd expect a Barnet win, wouldn't you? Um, You'd expect so, yeah. Chesterfield, who drew with Aldershot, who's our next opponent. So uh, they uh, they drew at Aldershot last night. Um, and then they go away to Solly Old Moors um, this weekend. Mm-hmm. So they've sneaked into fourth. Um, now, Woking have, interestingly, Woking are five points ahead of Chesterfield, but like us, got they've played two games. So they're in, a, they're, they're in the Notts County sort of, this this Woking and Chesterfield battle is a bit like our battle with Notts County. What there's yeah. five points between them, but there's two games in hand. Because um, they, they really, if you think right, we're not going to win it, they want to be finishing second or third, really, don't they? For the home for for the home tie, that home yeah. tie and less games. Yeah, one um, last game as well. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, um, so Woking sit on fifty eight points, played thirty one games, so five points ahead, and their next match is away at Altrincham. Not an easy place to go, but having seen Woking last night, you'd expect them to get to, to get the three points there, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd expect them to win comfortably there, wouldn't you? So into the top two, which is obviously second place Wrexham, played 30 games, 72 points, and we go away to our 13th positioned Aldershot uh, on Saturday. Um, and obviously we drew last night. And then Notts County sit played 32, so they've played two games more. 77 points. Um, uh, they won, obviously, last night. I think they've won five on the spin now, them, haven't they? Yeah, they said one, yeah. Five on the bounce, and they are. Uh... And they go to Yeovil, um, who sit 17th in the league. So, yeah, again... That'd be... I would imagine that'd be a tough game for them, because, you know, Yeovil have had the new manager, and they? They've picked up a bit. Um, Drew in Maidstone we... last time out. Uh, yeah, we... But I think it'd be a tough game for them, but... I think with Notts County, it's, their, it's just their, their away form, isn't their away form? They're, they're the best team in the league away from home. Yeah. yeah like, really good away. So it's, yeah, it's one of them. You'd expect them to win that, though. If they don't, you'd be a bit of a shock. And here's an interesting thing, just looking at the uh, 
just looking at the sort of stats. Uh, Yeovil last played on the 4th of Feb, so they must have had a cup tie. Um, maybe they played in the FA Trophy. Um, yeah, might, yeah, it might have been that, actually. I might don't know been. if they're still in there, because otherwise they haven't played in a while. Um, so uh, maybe they were still they've in there. Uh, that or they've had fixture cancellations and, you know, uh, and whatever. Yeah. So, so that's how the Vanarama looks. Um, so we go away to Aldershot. What, what do you think... Um, Obviously, Saturday. Any changes to the team from last night? Do you think? Uh, I guess the yeah. unknown and the unknown element in all this is Tom O'Connor, isn't it? Yeah, he seems to be the one, isn't it? Like how how bad was that little pull or you know hamstring that he had? Um, you know, if it's not as bad as what they thought, I would expect him to be straight yeah. back in, even if it's on the bench or yeah. back in the first eleven. Um, in terms of other changes, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. He might drop part, not drop him, but put Derby in. Okay. Yeah, Palmer's played the last two, hasn't he? So I wouldn't be surprised to see Derby back in um, from the off. I don't uh, think Lennon will play because he doesn't play him twice no. a week, does he? I know he's been shaky last night and he came off, but I think that was more fitness sort of again trying to yeah. protect him is is how I would describe it for his fitness. Yeah, he can't he can't play twice a week, um, so he'd be out. You're looking at maybe Max come in. Yeah. Uh, kind of game. Uh, that would be my prefer- just touch on that. Sorry, that would be my preferred option to allow yeah. O'Connor to play in midfield. Yeah, keep keep uh, Cannon in. He said he played well. <sighs> he might need to run a game because he's like I was saying to him. Trouble is he he's like Lennon in that sense. He's had so long without not playing, hasn't he? Yeah, it's like he's trying to. This is like his pre-season trying to catch up, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what Parky said. He basically they put him through a pre-season since he's got come to the club. The problem is, so I, as a player, fundamentally, I think he, you can start to see that, and and the talk about him before was, wow, how have you managed to get this player? So, you know, we've got a very good player on our hands. The question is, who would, who, where do you play him? So, for instance, like, would you you? He's not quite as attacking as Elliot Lee. So would you, in a big game away from home, instead of playing Elliot Lee, you might play O'Connor, Young and Cannon. So you're a yeah. bit more defensive, but you still have got something going forward. You've got a better balance, potentially. But, like... I think looking at the games as well, we got stop, uh, stop for, um, Scunthorpe <laughs> for Tuesday, didn't we? Yeah, so... You know, you, to me, that's a game where you could easily put a few others in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I think the preference would be go strong Saturday because yes. I think they, I've seen they've had a few they've had some good results all the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean they've drawn last you know they've drawn yesterday with Chesterfield. Now you can yeah. Chesterfield have fallen off the face of the uh, the cliff form wise, but they're still fourth in the league. Yeah, yeah. They've had I think some other results as well. All the shot they've had a few good wins. I've noticed. They so beat, they're not. They, well, yeah, they beat Dorking in the game before that. Then they lost yeah. to Boreham Wood and drew with Oldham. So. Nothing of nothing of note recently, I guess. But no, uh, no, I think it was maybe like sort of earlier, just prior to that. Of, yeah, because I always think of all the shot as like they were sort of like them. And, I always think them and Dagenham in terms of where they are, but are quite similar. Yeah, uh, Dagenham obviously like the better team, and all the shot were more of like the ones that you'd expect to win. Okay, so seeing that seeing that the games that they picked up some points, I thought, oh, actually, they're not, they're not. That is going to be a really easy game. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I would go, I'd go the strongest for Saturday and then 
Tuesday, I would then, if he needs to swap, bring a few in, bring a few out. I tell you what was would be interesting to for Tuesday um, is that like Bryce Hosanna now has been back in training for a while, and he was uh, he was uh, being given a, a good workout before the game yesterday. Um, so we yeah. know you might you might might see a a Bryce come in and just get some minutes to give somebody a rest. Yeah, yeah, potentially give Ford a rest. I suppose it depends what Parky thinks. I suppose I, I would personally look at you look at that Scunthorpe game as the one that you could bring a couple in, yeah, and we should still be winning that. So all the shot, I'd be like, right, play your strongest team Saturday, and then the Tuesday, Dolby Len- and Cannon and Co. might and Lennon might come back in. Um, yeah, yeah, give give three or four potentially a bit of a rest. Uh, yeah, in that one. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. I, 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 staff on the bench maybe as well. You know, okay. Give yeah. it. Don't disagree. Uh, so score wise, what what do we think? What's going to happen? Let's start with Aldershot. What's your best guess? Um, again, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go two one. I'm going to go yeah. two one. Just edge it. I was going to say two one. Yeah. I think we'll score first. I think we'll, no. I think we'll score. I think we'll go two 0 up, and then they'll pull one back. The last right. twenty minutes, and we'll. It'll be tight until the finish. <laughs> Squeaky bottom. bum time, as Rob calls it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, obviously, Scunthorpe come to the race course. I- I'm hoping for a 3-0 win in that. Yeah, yeah. Anything like sort of 2-3-0, you know, hopefully. If you get... I think with the, in a game like that, it's if you get the early goal, massive, like, get yeah. that early Just yeah. to, you know, just to calm everything down. Kill their enthusiasm. Yeah, because you have to... You have, you have to win those type of games. We need to, if we're going to, that's the game that, not so much last night, but if we drop points in that game, that's going to be the game where you think, you know, are we going to are we gonna win the league if we're dropping points at home to scum for? Doesn't bear thinking about. Positive, positive note there to end the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, not, not doing playoffs this year. We're going to win it. No, well, I... I'm very pessimistic about playoffs. And what I mean by that, I I believe the psychological damage that will come from not getting promoted, whichever one of us or Notts County doesn't win the league, doesn't go through the playoffs. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't you work just... like that. In the, it does, does it? You, you know, experience tells us that it's it's the teams that come later with form and are, you know, yeah. further well, down that seem to do well. Yeah, look at Grimsby. Where were they? Like seventh, weren't they? Were they like six? Came seventh? from nowhere at the end, didn't they? And yeah, uh, they had that um, really good run of form at the end. Yeah, yeah. We That's do not cool. want to be having to scrap around playoffs. Um, right. Look at you know. I know we didn't have our strongest team, but you imagine let's say we're there and we have to play Woking in yeah. the they like away. You know. Yeah, you're not going to be like that confident. I in a one-off game. No, no, not not looking at them last night. Um, no. you know, uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's hope this time next week, um, we've got six points and we've could be, you know, we've got a bit more positivity, no sendings off and injuries. That'd be nice as well. Yeah. Um, I think we need, to, I think like we say, I was saying to my mate last night, I think we need to just see how this, you know, do this, do these months fixtures and see where we are in March, I think, cause you know, there's a, there's a few, you know, we've got Chesterfield, haven't we? So, you know, there's a, there's a few more games. Let's see where we are in March and then assess it then. Yeah, because it's good as wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough fixtures to get through. Um, 
and we need to see where we shake out at the other side of it. And Steve, yeah. it's still in our hands. That's all. If it's still in our hands when we come out of it, then you know. Uh... Yeah, I say like if you get to that not to count me game, and we're either like a point ahead, or you know, I'll be reasonably confident. Do you know what I mean? But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Someday we will be back in the 
the football league.